0: Welcome to the lose your cravings podcast, taking a different approach to a seemingly endless problem with your host Kisa Amaro certified integrative health coach. Welcome back my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro and I help ambitious women transform their negative body image and obsession with weight into body confidence so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, if you would like more support in reducing your cravings um, or emotional eating so you can maintain a healthy weight for good, then I invite you to schedule a complimentary call with me. On this call, I'll share with you the exact blueprint you need to reduce your cravings for good. There's no obligation on this call, but if you would like to continue working with me, I would be happy to show you what that would look like. I only open up a few of these calls each week, so if you would like support in reducing your cravings, then head on over to the show notes, follow the calendar link to book a call. Awesome. Okay, my friends, on to our topic for this episode. Today, we are diving into the habit loop. Um, I've been talking a lot about the habit loop with my clients and realized that I haven't brought it up on the podcast yet, so here we are. <laughs> Understanding our habits and why and how we create a habit is very important especially if we want to break a habit or um or begin one right if we want to create a habit or if we want to break a habit we really need to understand um so oftentimes our overeating or cravings have happened over and over and over again that they are just a habit now, right? And truthfully, it's much easier to create and stick to a bad habit than it is to create and stick to one that is going to better us, right? When writing notes for this episode, I asked myself what I want to share about habits and what I really want you to understand about habits and how it will help support you in reducing and even eliminating your cravings, emotional eating, or overeating. So let's dive into the anatomy of the habit loop. The easiest thing is to Google habit loop and look at the images and you will see that There, it's a three part cycle, right? The traditional habit loop is a three part cycle. You have the cue, the response or routine, and then you have the reward, right? And it goes in a circle, right? It's circular. Cue, response or routine, and reward. I like to call it response, some people call it routine, um, and then the reward. And, you know, these are the three parts of the habit loop from the traditional standpoint, like I stated. Now, if you Google habit loop, James Clear, who is the author of Atomic Habits, you'll find that there is a fourth part of the loop and that is craving, right? And a lot of us have cravings here on the podcast, um, or a lot of the listeners, um, we're listening you all have some cravings so you can relate to this craving part the craving goes right after the cue and before the response so um i do happen to agree with james clear clear's habit loop as it relates to cravings emotional eating and overeating right um, it actually has the word craving in it. So you can see where your cravings or urges to eat come into play in this habit loop. So I'm going to refer to James Clear's habit loop for the purpose of this episode. So let's dissect it and take a look at each part. Like what does each part mean? So first we have the cue or what's sometimes is referred to as a trigger um, the cue can be environmental, it can be time of day, it could be an emotion, it could be a person, a place, and it's kind of environmental. Um, you know, there is something that causes you or triggers you to crave or think about a specific food, right? Chocolate chip cookies, chips, wine, ice cream. Maybe it is after a long day of work, you get home and you just want to sit on the couch and drink a glass of wine. Maybe your kids are being high maintenance and you crave the cookies in the pantry. Maybe you are procrastinating at work and you want to run to the break room and grab some candy in the candy bowl that is perpetually full, right? What is the cue that triggers your craving or desire for food? Once you have the cue, we start to create or we start to crave something. And usually it's food or sometimes alcohol, right? Um, So for our listeners, it's usually food, right? Maybe it's something salty, something sweet, um, something salty and sweet (laughs) or salty and then sweet, right? Um, Something crunchy, something creamy. We have a craving or a strong desire or urge to eat a very specific type of food. This craving is created by thoughts in your head, right? Our cravings are created by the thoughts in our head. Now, often you have been in this habit loop for so long that you don't even recognize the thoughts or you are not conscious of the thoughts that are creating this craving. The thoughts are usually around the cue. They can come up for you, usually unconsciously that you're not aware of them and you find yourself craving a specific food. It's just like all of a sudden this craving comes on really strong, right? You want a food and you want it now. Now your cravings lead to a response or routine. Your response is to eat the food or drink the alcohol. When you eat or drink, you get your reward. The reward is a dopamine hit creating a feel-good sensation In your body, your brain is like, This is so good. This will keep me alive. Do it again, right? That dopamine response is telling your brain, This is good. Do it again. It's going to keep you alive. So the next time you see here, experience the same cue, maybe it's stress, maybe it's frustration, maybe it is um, at the end of the day after work, you get home. You have a craving, right? So you experience the cue, you have a craving, you respond by eating the food, and then you get your reward, the dopamine hit. And thus the habit loop is born, right? And once we have done this habit over and over and over again, it's delegated to our lower brain and becomes automatic. It's just automatic. We don't even... We're not even conscious of the thoughts that we're thinking around the craving or that creates the craving and around the food. That's why habits are so hard to stop because oftentimes we aren't aware of the habit loop or the thoughts that are creating the craving. We just find ourselves eating chips or ice cream or drinking wine after work. We don't realize that there is so much more to the habit than just drinking the wine or eating the food right? Sometimes we're like, I just need to stop eating the food, right? But there's so much more behind it. It's those thoughts. What are those thoughts that are creating that craving? So now that you understand the habit loop, let's look at how habits affect our eating. When we eat something sweet, salty, or fatty, like traditional trail mix, one of my favorites, you know that... (laughs) Um, I'm just reminiscing on, you know, trail mix I used to eat, um, like the traditional one, right? The ones with the ravens, ra- ra- raisins, raisins, M&Ms, and peanuts and almonds and like all the salt, right? Our brain gets ahead of dopamine and our brain creates a strong desire for the trail mix. This makes the habit loop easy to do over and over again. And it makes the habit hard to stop. Your brain creates a really strong desire for the food, right? It's almost like the more intense dopamine hit that you get, it creates that much, like that intensity of a desire, right? That's why we desire, we have strong desires for those sugary, sweet, salty, fatty foods versus a salad. (laughs) So take a healthy meal like salmon, broccoli, and sweet potatoes, right? Now, our brain gets a dopamine hit, but it is Much smaller than the one that you get from eating the trail mix, right? It's a gentle hit of dopamine. So our brain creates a low or medium desire for these healthy foods. That's why you don't find yourself having a strong craving or emotionally eating broccoli. Comparing these two situations or like these two foods or meals um, and the dopamine response you get from each, you can see that your brain. Body is going to crave these highly concentrated foods like cookies, pastries, chips, or ice cream because you get a larger dopamine hit and a larger desire or a stronger desire. Even if you are, you know, eating gluten free or, you know, eating cookies with like coconut sugar, right? they still create an intense dopamine hit in our brain, which creates a strong desire for these foods. Just because it's gluten-free doesn't mean it's healthy. Just because it's uh, made with coconut sugar doesn't mean it's healthy. I just want to throw that out there. You got to read the fine print. Um, But back to our topic. The more sugary, carby, salty, and fatty foods we eat, the more we crave, right? And the more it turns us off, from the healthier foods like veggies, right? We're getting that that stronger, more intense dopamine hit from the sugar, sugary, carby, salty, sweet foods than we are from the salmon and broccoli and sweet potatoes. And therefore we have a stronger desire or urge to eat the sugary, sweet, salty foods, okay? Okay. So basically, the more you eat of any food, the more you are going to crave it, right? The more candy you eat or the more trail mix you eat, the more you're going to crave it, right? The more vegetables you eat, right? If you eat vegetables over and over and over again, you're going to start to crave them and want them. And not like this strong, like I said, it's not this strong, like I need vegetables right now, but it's like, oh, I would like vegetables with my meal today. That sounds good. Right. So then this overeating or emotional eating leaves us feeling guilty and full of shame. Right. So when we when we overeat or yeah, overeat, like either emotional eating or giving in or cravings, we are left with guilt and shame. And we are left with these emotions, which usually lead to things like negative self-talk. More overeating, overexercising, or giving up on exercise, which can lead to self-harm. Or it can even, sorry, it can even lead to self-harm. Like sometimes we self-harm ourselves because we feel guilt and shame around our actions around food, which I want to tell you, these actions will not fix your overeating. Right? Sometimes we think that we need to feel guilty or we need to feel shameful in order to get out of it. Right? But I'm here to tell you that shame and guilt have never produced positive results. And I want to be clear that there is nothing wrong with feeling guilt and shame and having um, these kind of like negative actions towards yourself or negative self-destructive actions but know that there is another way, right? So this, this way of feeling this guilt and shame is just a, a coping mechanism, a self-defense, right? But just know that there's another way. There's another way out of overeating. There's another way out of cravings. There's another way out of emotional eating. You don't have to guilt and, your sh- and shame yourself out of it. We often think that we you know need to beat ourselves up or hate ourselves thin, but this will not work. Now, if you struggle with this, I strongly encourage you to listen to episodes 16 and 17 as they address this very topic. Topic. I don't know if I said that right. (laughs) Sounded weird. So be kind and compassionate with yourself through this journey, my friends. Okay. So now if our habit loops have such a strong effect on our cravings and what we eat, How do we break or reduce our emotional eating, cravings, or overeating? It may seem impossible to break our habit loops with such strong dopamine responses and strong desires for food that we probably want to stay away from, right? These are foods we have high desires, but we're like, really, we want to stay away from them. (laughs) But there is a way, okay? It is not easy. It is not fun. And it's going to suck. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't sugarcoat things, my friends. But it's 100% worth it. Because what's waiting for you on the other side is so much better than what you are going through now. Right? It's liberating. It's freeing. So how do we reduce our cravings and emotional eating with this intense habit loop? Okay. So we can't change our cue. If our cue is stress, we can't just live in a world free of stress, right? If our cue is a time of day, we can't not have that time of day, like coming home from work. We can't not come home from work, right? Break time. We can't not have like 10 o'clock break time. So if we can't change the cue, we need to cut off Our habit loop at the cravings and response part of the cycle. Like I said, this is going to be challenging, but 100% possible. When we break the habit loop, we need to do two things one, change our thoughts, and two, allow the craving. Now, there are thoughts you are thinking when you see, hear, experience your cue right? The cue comes up and you have thoughts. These thoughts are creating your cravings for the food. Now, these thoughts may be conscious or unconscious. Thoughts like, that looks good. That will help me feel better. I really want that, but I shouldn't have it. This will fix my problem. This sucks. I can't handle this. I feel awkward. A drink would make this easier. I'm much more fun when I'm drinking. I need food to fit in, okay? This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There are many more thoughts that create a desire for specific food for you, right? Notice that your thoughts are around the cue and notice how they create a feeling of desire or urgency or craving, right? So these thoughts create this desire, they may, might create urgency, or they create the craving. Now we need to retrain our brain, literally, create new thoughts that you will think on purpose that will create a feeling that serves you, which drive an action that doesn't include food. Maybe it's a feeling of peace, indifference, or neutrality. I love those when we're when we're creating. Um, new emotions around food, peace, indifference, and neutrality. Those are awesome ones, but you can use any emotion that serves you. So what are thoughts you can think that shift you away from your craving and create a feeling of peace, indifference, or neutrality? Okay. Could be thoughts like this food doesn't serve me. Food will not fix this. Alcohol will not fix this. I am worth more than, insert food. Like I am worth more than a sniffer bar. right? I honor my worth and myself. I am willing to feel awkward, uncomfortable, anxiety, insert negative emotion, right? I'm willing to feel awkward. I'm willing to feel uncomfortable. I'm willing to feel anxiety food is not my friend. Now, think these thoughts daily. Along with creating new thoughts around your cue and craving food, you need to allow your emotions or feelings. And for more depth in allowing your emotions, I have two episodes on this very subject, episode seven and episode 58. They'll give you a lot more information on allowing emotions if this is a new term or concept to you but essentially your craving or desire for the food is covering up an emotion this might be anxiety frustration irritation or loneliness so it's an unwanted emotion so I want you to name the emotion and be present with the emotion So if I realize that I am overeating or I'm grabbing food when I feel irritated, okay, I need to name the emotion, irritation, and be present with that emotion in my body. I need to feel it flow through my body. Okay, so we're looking at the physical sensation. We're not thinking in our head. We're not thinking about what's making us irritated, right? We're getting out of our head and into our body. Emotions last on average 90 seconds. So be present with your body and notice what is going on inside your body, not your brain, but your body. And once the emotion has passed, the craving will subside for the time being. Working on these two tools will help you immensely to reduce your cravings, emotional eating, or overeating. Okay. So working on shifting your thoughts around your craving food shift or sorry um and shifting your emotions or allowing your emotions sorry shifting your thoughts and allowing your emotions i got them like uh combined um so those two tools are going to help you immensely with your emotional eating overeating and cravings so get to work have compassion for yourself and don't be in a rush to fix or change your eating habits Okay. This will take time. It's not something that happens overnight. You don't just stop a habit overnight. Okay. It does take time. It takes energy. It takes cognitive thinking. It takes brain power. Okay. But you got this. You got this. You can do hard things. Okay. I hope what I shared with you helps you better understand what is going on in your body and your brain when you have an intense craving or a desire for food. We have that habit loop and how to help you shift out or break that habit. And if you found this episode helpful, share it with somebody that you think could benefit from this episode. Or share it on your social media. You know, oftentimes emotional eating can be very isolating. We don't talk about it because there's a lot of shame around it. And we don't like to talk about shameful things. Shame likes to hide. So by sharing it on your social media, you may be helping someone get support that you had no idea struggles with a relationship to food. Okay. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. Join me for my next episode where I dive into what actually causes our cravings. Okay, so I allude to a couple during this episode, but there are a few more that I'm going to share with you. You are not going to want to miss this one. Okay, until next time, my friends. Bye.